The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Back to matters at hand in Germany. Uh, have uh, shut their last remaining power plant uh, over the weekend. This happened and it was heralded as a success, obviously, for the anti-nuclear movement over there. But George Monbiot is with me now, the author and environmental campaigner. George, do you think the Germans have made a grave error? Yes. I, in fact, I, I would say they've already made that great mistake because they turned their backs in 2011 as they were worried about the danger of tsunamis in Bavaria after the Fukushima disaster. They made what I believe was a completely irrational decision um, to close functioning nuclear plants, which were almost zero carbon. And the result of that decision was greatly to increase their dependency on fossil fuels, not just natural gas, but also coal. And not just coal, but the worst kind of coal, which is brown coal or lignite, by far the most polluting energy source. And so it's just been a complete disaster driven by irrationality. And is the vision in Germany that this brown coal and natural gas, that it's just kind of a necessary evil while we transition to cleaner, greener energy in the future? Kind of hold your noses and get through it. Well, yes, but um, (laughs) the that transition is taking a long time. It will continue to take a long time and we don't have a long time. I mean, it it is absolute madness to shut down a low carbon energy source in the middle of a climate emergency and replace it by high carbon energy sources. It's even madder when you consider that those high carbon energy sources um, come to a, a certain extent from Russia um, and that in 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 making that shift, you make yourself more dependent on Russian gas than you were before. I mean, th- there's never been a history of strong support for nuclear energy in this country. We've never had a, a nuclear there have been some debates about having one in Wexford back in the 1970s, and that there there was an mm. awful lot of protest about it. Now, most people kind of ignore the reality that we've got an interconnector with the UK. So we do use nuclear energy every day when we turn on the lights. We just don't. We, so, we, we, you know, we support nuclear energy, but we're we're opposed to nuclear energy um, uh, um, <laughs> plants for some reason. Anyway, kind of an Irish thing. But what what is the argument in favour of, of nuclear energy for people who are listening to this who are predisposed to thinking it is harmful? Well, I mean, I I understand people's concerns about it, but broadly speaking, we have loaded all the concerns we should have about coal onto nuclear. Coal is just massively more dangerous in terms of the pollution it causes, even in terms of the radiation it releases when it's burnt. Amazingly, it actually produces more radiation than nuclear power does in terms of the massive legacy of carbon emissions, which cannot be decommissioned. You know, we talk a lot about nuclear decommissioning, and it's absolutely right that the first two generations of nuclear power stations did not have proper plans for decommissioning. And so they were built on a wing and a prayer. It was completely irresponsible. But not a single coal mine or coal-burning power station has ever had any plans for decommissioning the carbon dioxide it produces, which is a far greater threat. So it's not that nuclear is perfect, though the risks of nuclear have been massively exaggerated out of all proportion, whereas the risks of all other energy sources have been massively downplayed. But it's that it's much, much less dangerous 
than the fossil fuel um, resources with which it is being replaced in Germany and in some other countries. So, I mean, what do you put that down to, that kind of schizophrenic approach to energy production? Yeah, it's it's a very um, a weird thing. And I think a lot of it is down to how old the technology is. We, we are, I think, as a species, pretty neophobic. We don't like new stuff. So, for instance, I know environmentalists who refuse to have a microwave oven in their house because they think it's going to kill them. Of course, there's no evidence whatsoever that your microwave will harm you. But the very same people have wood-burning stoves in their homes, which really can kill them. Um, and coal and um, the gas which originally came from coal is a much older technology than nuclear power. And so even though it's a far more dangerous one, I mean, it's not just dangerous, it is inevitable that it kills people, even when it's functioning perfectly, it kills very large numbers of people. Um, um, we, we give that a free pass, whereas um, we load all the horrors that coal actually inflicts onto nuclear power instead. And of course, there is the history that uh, originally um, nuclear power development in countries like the UK went hand in glove with nuclear weapons development. And of course, we have very real reasons to fear nuclear weapons and to want the nuclear weapons program to be shut down. But that's an entirely different matter nowadays from the nuclear power program. But in many people's minds, it, it's still one and the same thing. And, and in countries like the UK and by proxy in Ireland, that is simply not the case. The, the, the consequence of Germany turning its back on nuclear power, given the size and scale of the German economy, is surely that, that there is there is no realistic hope of of Germany, probably possibly even any country in Europe, hitting their carbon emissions targets. Then is there? It's certainly made it much much harder, and the most shocking aspect of all this has been its return to brown coal. I mean, it's it's brown coal actually is very similar to to, to turf, which I think is still burnt in in, in parts of Ireland. Yep. If, 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 uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's an incredibly polluting fuel with a low energy density. You have to burn a lot of it um, to, to, to get a certain amount of energy and you're producing phenomenal quantities of pollution and of carbon in in. In, in burning it. It's really, a, a, along with turf, it's about the worst thing you could burn. Um, and Germany has switched back to it big time. It's even been trashing a stunning ancient forest to extend this massive, horrendous brown coal mine. And thousands of people have been protesting against it. Many of them have been arrested, have been locked up, have been beaten up by police in trying to protect this forest from the expansion of, of, of brown coal. And that expansion today um, and its continuation is driven to some extent by the closure of the nuclear power program. It's, it's just madness. These were functioning plants which still had quite a few years of life in some cases, which could have been continuing to produce very low carbon power with extremely low environmental impacts, and they get swapped out for power plants mm. with extremely high environmental impacts. Well, they, they were, the IPCC produced a kind of an interim report recently, and, and one of the things that struck me as most interesting about it was the impact 
at at state level of switching to renewable energy, what that would have on on our our emissions. So we've all these individual measures that people are expected to take, and and accumulatively they do have a big impact. But the biggest thing uh, as a state that any country can do, any country in Europe, any country in the world, is switch to clean, green, renewable power. So in an Irish context, it would be wind farms off the West Coast. I mean, Mm -hmm. is there any evidence that governments are actually reading these bloody reports and taking them seriously? God, it's, it's... I mean, you, you, you're you quite right to point to this because the only thing which is going to work is committed government action. You know, we, everything has been loaded onto us as individuals. You've got to sort it out by doing your recycling, by using less energy and stuff. And sure, you know, we have to take what responsibility we can. But a bad system will beat a good person every time. And if the system's not right, if the structures aren't in place, if government is not acting, to change our energy supply, to change our transport system, to change our food system, all the other things which need to change to help us to improve our homes, all of that. Any individual efforts are just going to get lost in the noise. And what happens, and let's assume it's a when for the sake of this argument, what happens when collectively we miss those carbon targets, our emissions targets? Well, the, the the greatest threat of all is Earth systems collapse. Um, and we, we've been here before. Um, there was a complete Earth systems collapse um, 252 million years ago. Um, most of your listeners won't remember it. Um, it was the, the end of the Permian period and the beginning of the Triassic when um, uh, there, were, there was a series of massive volcanic eruptions in what is now Siberia. And the first set of eruptions capped the volcanoes with solid rock. And so the molten rock was then forced through the sedimentary deposits underground, which were full of coal and other hydrocarbons, and those were burnt off. It was fossil fuel burning, which caused the the collapse of almost all life on Earth. It wiped out about 90% of species. It it, it wiped out all the soil on the land. It, it just destroyed almost everything and it seems that the main pulse of extinction happened at about three between three and five degrees of of global heating so you know the world has been here before we we don't have to guess what might happen we can see it in the rocks and that effectively from our point of view means the end of everything i mean it took tens of millions of years for earth systems to recover after that george mambio sobering stuff as always thanks a million for joining us the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.